yo. Catch something Wednesday in here. Another beautiful Wednesday evening. Vinny Hardy, Terry TV Brown, at Catch Talk Wednesday on Facebook and Twitter. What's up, TB? Man, these uh, these allergies are kicking my behind like Jackie Chan, man. Um, you know how it is in, the, in good old Kentucky and the Ohio Valley. These allergies have me just, woo! But, but I'm fighting through it. I'm glad to be here. We got lots of stuff to cover, just like always. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Still, you still running? Yeah, yeah. I'm still running outside. Uh, I'm still <laughs> running outside on the <laughs> pavement. So uh, <laughs> I got to space that out. Uh, but I'm doing good. I am right at... Uh, 600 miles. I'm actually 590. Let me give you the exact number here. 592. Man, so I've 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 made the distance between Louisville and Des Moines, Iowa. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's out and about. You got the red buds, the dogwoods, and that's you know that's getting up your nose, but you still you still getting them miles in. In spite of all that, yeah. Oddly enough, when I'm running, I'm great. <laughs> it, it's it's when I'm out and about that's when it's just uh, that's when it, when it when it's tough. But uh, but I'm doing good, man. Like I said, a lot of stuff to, to cover. I'm rocking and rolling. I know you're doing your thing, so blessed to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. We are at the end of the college basketball season we have to look back on that you know the, the March Madness without the Cats Baylor gets it done uh, Devin Askew is uh, moving on from Kentucky uh, maybe like a, like a writing on the wall situation with a lot more players coming in at his position you know probably if Mintz comes back Hickman already recruited. If Cal goes to the portal again, it's you know, not going to be a lot of minutes maybe there for him. So that was my biggest news on the UK front, basketball-wise. As far as that diamond is concerned, Hickman Jones came to your hometown and, and did some things last night for the first time in the Ville in about eight years. They left out of there with a nice 11-7 W uh, against the top depending on what poll you look, they're fifth or seventh. The Cardinals are top 10. And Kentucky went to Louisville and beat them last night on that diamond. So that was some good news to see as well. Yeah, anytime the Cats beat the Cards, that's a good day. You know, any, any, anytime that you can pull that off, I'm, I'm all about it. So, uh, yeah, so I, I did catch, I was keeping up with that last night. I believe they play again down the road because it's always a game here, game there, just like uh, Duke and North Carolina basketball. Yeah. They play twice a year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, I, I've I've always thought that you know I, I know with them playing twice, it would be nice to sneak in another game that Louisville Slugger would sponsor that matchup. You know, wow. and, 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 and get in on that, but uh, that has not happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think it's the twentieth. So, two weeks from yesterday, they'll play again in Lexington. That would be be cool to see them playing because I I still gotta get to the Slugger Field. I've not been there. That'd be fun to watch a game from there. 
Well, they, they didn't play at Slugger Field. They play at uh, UofL's Jim Patterson Stadium. Oh, you talking about Slugger Field? Uh, Louis Slugger just sponsored it. At- yeah, just. Oh, yeah, just, I got you. Yeah, just just because I mean, you know, that's that's the pats that they use, right? So, uh, I, I'd like to see that, but that's just that's just me being 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 silly. <laughs> and softball takes on Louisville tonight uh, at Louisville as well. So, trying to get that midweek back-to-back baseball softball sweep. And the the craziest thing, before I forget, but we talk about Louisville and Kentucky and, and, and the state of Kentucky being a basketball haven, right? We got a lot of basketball powerhouses at the collegiate level. But it might be time to change that up to a volleyball state. Because mm-hmm. we know Kentucky's won its fourth straight SEC championship. The Louisville Cardinals have won the ACC championship. And the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers have won their conference championship. That's that's pretty remarkable. And, and I meant to ask Corey, the research guy, Corey Price, has that ever happened? Has one state ever had three conference championships I couldn't wow. think of a time where uh, the teams had, had won uh, basketball like that men's or women's I was trying to rack my brain I think maybe 2012 I haven't looked but you know 2012 was when Kentucky played North Carolina not North Carolina I got North Carolina on my mind. I know we're going to cover that as well. But Kentucky played Western Kentucky in the first round of the men's tournament, then Louisville in the Final Four. And I believe uh, all three of those teams had won their conference championship. So, at any rate, volleyball's off and running. Uh, the men's and women's track team at Louisville. Man, let me, let me get a little drink. The men's and women's track team at Kentucky. The men are nine. The women are ten. And you know, hey, if 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 the the men's team not being in the tournament and the women going out a little bit earlier than we thought on the hoop side, if that has you looking ahead to football in September, you're missing out on a lot. So uh, I'm gonna get a drink to collect my thoughts because I'm stumbling all over my words. And I apologize. Oh, you good? You good? Appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. As always, TB and I bringing whatever happens on the UK front. Um, Anchor is where we are. It's also on Spotify, several other different platforms. Y'all can get us, subscribe, download, and check us out at your convenience. Uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes it's just the two of us. Either way, definitely check it out. We tease some big stuff coming up in the summer, and we'll be able to tell y'all about that soon. It's going to be a lot of fun stuff and stuff where y'all can interact and tell people that you know who might be interested as well. So we'll be happy to be announcing that uh, a little bit down the road. Um, big college basketball news, as TB said, outside of Kentucky. We have. Carolina keeping it in the family a few days ago. Those other Wildcats out there in Arizona way have had a change. Uh, 
guard near head coaching position. You know, a lot of people thought, well, maybe this might happen sooner, but it, it did kind of happen today. Sean Miller no longer been the head coach at Arizona. So that was big college basketball news as well. And, you know, uh, some allegations headed that way. You know, still see Will Wade kind of still yet walking on water in Baton Rouge. And Bill Self getting the lifetime contract in spite of what Kansas might be facing. So just wild and crazy stuff going on. Yeah, so looking back on the tournament, uh, I guess we, we'll start with the men's and we can look at the, the women's tournament as well. Uh, Baylor, yay for Baylor. I mean, uh, yay for them. Uh, strangely enough, you know, Kentucky beat Baylor for the 1948 NCAA sure title. Sure and so... My point is because this is a UK themed show. I'm gonna. That's point of view I'm coming toward. Um, look, a, a lot of folks in the sports media. I've seen this sentiment a lot. Why is everybody picking on sweet old Gonzaga? Right. I've seen a lot of people. Uh, why are y'all dunking on Gonzaga? Where's this Gonzaga hate coming from? Blah, 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 blah. Okay? Um, number one, look, Gonzaga ain't a cute little engine that could anymore. It, it's been 20 years. Right? Um, it's it's not the, you know, the plucky little underdog anymore. Uh, Gonzaga is a behemoth. Okay? And if you're going to sit at the big kid's table, this is what comes with it. This is this is part of it. Because I'm old enough to remember during the 2014-2015 college basketball season, the University of Kentucky's men's team won 38 straight games, humbling Kansas, humbling UCLA, humbling North Carolina along the way. And then they met the one team of the 300 Division I men's basketball, the one team that they needed Alex Poitras for in Wisconsin and lost. I'm old enough to remember when that became an indictment on the program. That became an indictment on the coach. Do you remember that, Vinny? Sure do. That was when, as soon as that game ended, all the little snarky little uh, college media writers, their reasoning was you couldn't win with one and done, is what they said. After, this is only three years after Kentucky won with one and done players. But Cal couldn't coach. How can you have all that talent and not win? That's what they said at the time in 2015. And so I had a tweet that got a little bit of attraction because I said, Gonzaga, all that NBA talent, you got to win. That's what y'all said. Everybody tells me both within and on the outside of the big blue nation, the Cal should have more championships because as long as you got the talent, you have to win. If you don't, 
there's something wrong with you. That's what everybody said to me. I'm not making that up. That's what people said. So Gonzaga is at the big boys table. They go 31-1 and don't win. I don't feel sorry for them. I wasn't rooting against them. I wasn't rooting for them. But this is what happens. We all make fun of Kansas going 35 and 3 every year and not winning the championship. Right? We all talk about that Jacques Vaughn team with Paul Pierce and Rafe LaFrance. How did that? We're on their second guy later. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, 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 that's what we do. Right? We, we, we talk about that. So Gonzaga is no different. And we say that uh, about programs that already have hardware in the case. That's my whole thing. Mark Few's run at Gonzaga is what Coach Cal has done since he's been in Kentucky. And not quite in terms of championships, blah, 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 blah. Okay? So this is what comes with it, unfortunately. Folks are going to come from a crazy place when you reach the big boys' table and don't win. With no blue bloods. Nobody, no blue bloods east of the Mississippi there. Arizona out west wasn't there. You know, if, you know, if this was, this was the year to do it, because, you know, all these blue bloods aren't going to be down and they still weren't able to do it this year. And, and, and now, and then you look at Baylor, and my whole thing with Baylor is, if you want to say good for this Baylor team, they won. Okay, I'm with that. But when you only hint at why the program was in such shambles when Scott Drew took over, you kind of got to do more than they overcame adversity when he had to build this program. You kind of have to talk about the one player killed the other player and the coach covered it up because of the NCAA violations. You kind of got to give us a little bit more than they just overcame adversity. Because as I've said repeatedly, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, all I knew about Baylor was that's where Mike Singletary went. Right. And then you get the whole uh, murder cover-up situation. And then everything else that's going on at Baylor. The sexual, like the sexual assaults. All that stuff. And then you look around and Baylor has now won a men's basketball championship, a women's basketball championship, and a Heisman Trophy. All within the last uh, eight years or so. That's crazy to me. Because honestly, I couldn't have picked Baylor out on a map. No, Baylor and Butler. I didn't know which one was where. Rice. I didn't know. Where's Rice? Where's Baylor? Which one's where? All that. Right. So, and and look, and good for them. This is the point. I also made this on Twitter. when, When they talk about people building programs. And 
I want Scott Drew gets a bunch of credit for stepping into a really bad situation and taking the time to right the ship, right? Because for a while there, Baylor wasn't even playing. They only could play conference games. Like, it was a really bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only reason they could do that was for a TV contract. So, we act like in 2021, when we talk about Blue Bloods, that it was just mandated from some whatever uh, power, upper power you believe in, that Kentucky men's basketball was going to be good. Right? We just, like, it was just, you know, when, when Moses got the Ten Commandments on the third tablet, Kentucky men's basketball, Alabama football, you know, like, we just, we just act like that's the case. And it's not the case. Right? Somebody, somewhere along the line, had to make the conscious decision, we're going to be good at this. And at Kentucky, at Kansas, at North Carolina, those decisions were made a long time ago, right? Because if you look at the uh, NCAA tournament started in 1939, Oregon won the first one and didn't make it back to the Final Four until 2017. Look at those early champions. Oklahoma State, they won back-to-back 43-44. Outside of a Final Four run with uh, Eddie Sutton, not a lot in Oklahoma State, right? But you look, Holy Cross won in the 40s. You know, Baylor, this is their first time back in the championship game since 1948. Uh, Holy Cross, CCNY. There's a lot of teams. You're like, who are these teams? Except for, do you know who also shows up in the 1940s? Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas. So, I want to give credit to the programs. And look, uh, you see what Jim Calhoun did in Connecticut and, and different places like that. My nod goes to teams that haven't been bad. Right? That's what made this year so uh, such an anomaly for Kentucky. We haven't been this bad since basketball began. Kentucky hasn't been this bad since James Naismith was still walking the earth. Because all those teams in the 40s, all those teams real good in the 50s, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas are the only names that keep popping up. But it wasn't mandated that that be the case. When 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 Coach Rupp walked to Lexington, or I'm assuming he drove into Lexington, and decided this is what we're going to do, he did it. He got support from the university, the fans and community bought in, and it's been able to be maintained. There are a lot of programs we talk about Indiana. We talk about you know other programs that were good for 30, 40 years and then fell off. It's not a birthright that teams are always good, is what I'm saying. So I know nobody's going to feel sorry because the big boys didn't make it this year, but we have to stop acting as if it's just mandated that Kentucky basketball is going to be good. It isn't. 
You have to work at it. You have to cultivate it. So congrats to Baylor, Gonzaga. Welcome to the big boys table. You know, uh, I, I have a feeling if 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 Gonzaga is good again, there'll be another chance that they might be undefeated again. Yeah. The problem the problem I have with Gonzaga is, and this is what gets ignored by some of these folks is their their conference it isn't good yes this year they beat Iowa I think they beat Virginia at a non-conference right like they played they they played some teams out of the non-conference I the get game that with Baylor got canceled the rest of them might have had an L already like like you you were on with Tony Delka and I leaving Kentucky and he said the teams that beat us were there with us and that Gonzaga couldn't say that right and so my whole point is yes the conference you plays in you you plays in the conference you play in matters we've been to turkeys before (laughs) (laughs) you know it, it it matters because as good as the 95-96 team was, they got tested during there were some close games. Like we all think that 96 team, they beat everybody by 30 points. They did not. They had some close ones. And 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 but we all believe Kentucky and Tony Del- like I, he just remembered all this. He was right. When you look at the 96 SEC. Obviously, Mississippi State makes it to the Final Four. Georgia just, uh, lost on a last-second shot to Syracuse in the Sweet 16 that year. Tubby. I, I was pulling for Tubby, boy. <laughs> I, I know this because I've got my bracket shirt. But Arkansas was also in the Sweet 16. Like You look at the Sweet 16, and there's five SEC teams in it. So my point is... Yes, you can play non-conference games, but it's like with football, right? When you play that one big non-conference game, then you can go back into your, you know, your your poo-poo conference. But if you play in the SEC or the Big East or the ACC, not so much the Big Ten, but there are, you know, there are those trap games. What trips Kentucky up more than usual? It's not the playing North Carolina. Kentucky fans get up for North Carolina. You know, the team gets up for North Carolina. The team gets up for Louisville. But it's those games where you got to go to Starkville on that Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. Right? Those are the games that trip teams up. Uh, when you see, when Duke is really Duke, what's the game they struggle with? It's a mediocre Clemson team. It's on the road at Florida State. Like it's it's, it, yeah. it's those games. And then you turn around and those teams that have tripped up the big boys, you look around and oh my goodness, there they are in March. So I don't fault Gonzaga because you know people need to remember when UNLV won in nineteen ninety and ran through everybody in 1991 to the Final Four, they were in the Big West Conference, and it was a lot of doo-doo. 
Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. to put it politely. But the, but the thing was that UNLV, yeah, UNLV team was was beating everybody they played. That's the difference. Yeah. And so they played Arkansas. If you remember the uh, Forty Minutes of Hell documentary, Nolan Richardson talks about it. You know, Larry Johnson goes up and. and it was a putback dunk or a block or something, and I love the, the on-court trash. Larry looks at Nolan and says, "You better get you some grown man out here yes. to play with us." I mean, so UNLV Tark was playing Arkansas and you know Arizona, whoever was the big dogs back in the early '90s. Tark was playing those squads. Right. And your your boy for the Lakers, you know Brian Shaw. The Big West was crap, but his, you know, UCSB team had a squad. That was yeah. probably their biggest test in conference. Yeah, UC, UC Santa Barbara, right. That that podcast that you sent to me of, Ooh, uh, of, of Shaw and uh, Jim Rome, that was great. That was God, great. God, was so good. For those, I got to tell you, uh, Vinny, we, we listen to a bunch of different uh, shows and other podcasts, and if Vinny finds a good one, he sent it to me, and I try to do the same. Uh, man, I listen to uh Mad Max with Bamani twice for the Elijah one stuff. I listen to that with two times. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with Demi Tonics. Let the taste out my mouth. <laughs> right. But uh, so anyway, it was a good season. Uh, I think we don't need to get ahead of ourselves because you see a lot of people pat themselves on the back. Oh, all those people that had concerns. Look at you. We made it through. Well, look. Okay, about that. We were always going to have a 2021 tournament. Always. There was no way we weren't going to have it. I don't care who had to play or who had to do what. They were going to have a tournament. So you had refs that had to go home and VCU had to leave. Right. And, And but so once you say we're going to do this come hell or high water, you yeah. don't get kudos because you pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to that's not to say that a lot of people put in a lot of hard work for logistically getting this to happen. And and tip my hat to those people. But the NCAA doesn't get credit because they held a tournament. They were always going to have a tournament. <laughs> and those of us that had concerns had legitimate concerns. You know, that's that's been my frustration with all the COVID stuff is oh well you know people always talk about COVID I'm like 600,000 people have died of this like what like nothing has been non-impacted over the last year with this right anyway I, I just don't want people getting oh well we had a tournament so you all were wrong to be concerned nope <laughs> nope although I'm glad we had it we had some good moments. Suggs three pointer against UCLA. Yeah. You know, UCLA almost had their 2014, right? Because uh-huh. it's not often that a blue blood gets to be a legitimate underdog. You know, it, that, yeah. that's <laughs> it, it's because that's the thing too. It's rare when you see. Uh, I think it was Mark Story and, and the Herald Leader did like great March moments for Kentucky. You know, something to fill the time since the Cats weren't playing. And most of those highlights, Kentucky's wearing white, which means they're a higher seeded team. Like we we don't get a whole lot. That's why I was telling uh, I was telling my youngest. I said that's why those teams jump out is because 
I'm not sure the 2014 after round one, they wore white the rest of the way, you know? So, uh, much love to Johnny Juzang. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about that. There was no guarantee that Johnny Juzang would do what he's doing now at Kentucky. Right? This is what happens in situations like this is we see what a second year player is doing and think that they could have done it their first year if they had the opportunity. We do this all the time. I think it goes when you look at 2015 and everybody is hanging the Harrisons out to drive. Cal should have played Ulysses and Booker more. Without analyzing, Booker was not shooting the ball very well the second half of that season. And he couldn't guard anybody. And sophomore Tyler Ulysses, the point guard, was not freshman Tyler Ulysses. So when you when people throw these things out like well Cal should have played him more okay let's take a look at that shall we the backcourt with Ashton Hagens Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly Juzang is going to play 12 minutes a game when you've got those people period just period like what like 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 how how is he going to fit fit in people well he couldn't get a rhythm going he doesn't have time to get Johnny Juzang a rhythm going when he's got those three dudes that's just that so we see what he's doing this year and maybe he could have done it for Kentucky this year but my whole more time he'd have more time to get a rhythm this year (laughs) right (laughs) but the dude wanted to go home yeah yeah and if you don't know what your role is because you look and you see Boston is coming in and you see Clark is coming in okay maybe that adds to his homesickness but but you're right then you're like oh man so so he transferred I I just thought we were beating a dead horse because every time he hit a shot you know somebody would throw (laughs) up uh, what, what Kentucky's record like we all know Mm-hmm. Like we all know. To be honest with you, with Johnny Juzang, I don't think it makes that big a difference for this year. Because we couldn't hit wide open layups. Like, you know, the, the team uh, just wasn't very cohesive. I don't know if Johnny Juzang is dynamic enough to change that. Right. And if he, you assume he would have, it's safe to assume I think he would have taken a, a step if he was at Kentucky this year. But everybody could just load it up on him because nobody else was a threat. So, you know, <laughs> he was getting all of the defense's attention and, you know, nobody there to take the pressure off of him. So, yeah. So, so hypotheticals aside, I'm happy for mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah. I thought the men's tournament was, was it was okay. I mean, it, it's not, it's okay. Uh, this notion, and I listened to the CBS Sports podcast of you know, is Gonzaga gonna be 
remembered as being great? No. I mean, no. Had they won, I don't think they would have been, uh, you know, your top 15 champions of all time. No. I don't. I don't believe that. Well, they they only had one loss. Does anyone remember 2014 Wichita State? The only thing people remember is Kentucky beat them in the second round because they got a raw deal yeah. <laughs> with their seed. That's it. Like 31 and one in Gonzaga doesn't get you remembered. Like 38 and one at Kentucky, right? Like it just doesn't. Right. Like, I don't care that you beat Iowa, that you beat Virginia, that you beat whoever. Like, they don't belong in the greatest conversation. They just don't. And I'm a Kentucky homer. I'll, I'll go ahead and say, you know, 96 Kentucky, I will put all my marbles on the table against any national champion ever. Period. I don't care if you dig up and bring back Lou Alcindor and Bill Walton and whoever. I don't care if you got... Uh, Larry Johnson and Stacey Augman, UNLV. I don't care who you got. I don't care if it's Jordan, Worthy, and Perkins. I don't care. I take 96 Kentucky against any team. And I take 2012 Kentucky to do some damage. And I take 98 Kentucky to be better than people think. That's the one thing that sticks in my crawl when people talk, you know, Kentucky fans, 96 or 2012. I'm like, 98? may not beat those teams, but it ain't going to be a cakewalk like you think. Mm-hmm. So, well, where does Gonzaga then fit into teams that were runners-up that didn't win? I don't think this team is better than that Kansas team back in 97. I don't believe that. Right? I don't think this Gonzaga team matches up to 38-1 Kentucky. We was a runner-up in 97. Right. I, 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 I don't think this team, because I forget who it was, Sporting News, you know, best teams not to win a title. Yeah. Uh, I, for my money, I would put uh, a 96 UMass. People forget. Mm-hmm. People forget during that 96 season, Kentucky was not ranked number one. Right? Yeah. Lost to UMass. And UMass stayed number one. I think UMass had a loss, but they never changed one and two, I don't believe. So despite winning 27 games in a row, then TD was able to recount and detail yeah. <laughs> uh, So, you know, there are a lot of teams out there where you think about great teams that didn't win. But... Yeah. I mean, with Arkansas lost to... And Duke beat Arkansas in 90. Arkansas was a runner-up. In 95. Uh, oh, that was UCLA. UCLA, okay. UCLA beat Duke. Uh, yeah. uh, Arkansas beat Duke in 94. But there are all kinds of teams yeah. that you can look at Kentucky teams. I think, for my money, you could put 2010 Kentucky, the John Wall team, as one of the best teams that didn't make the Final Four. So you can have these, but I just don't think Gonzaga, no matter how some people want to negotiate this, most fans just aren't buying Gonzaga. And that's no fault to the players. Suggs is tremendous. That shot he hit was tremendous. But 
you know, that, that I don't, you know, I'm a homer and, and that Duke Kentucky game from 92 is, is better for a myriad of reasons. So, um, and what was so crazy, you know, UCLA is an 11 seed. They, they get by Michigan State within overtime in the playing game to even go on this run. And they, it, I mean, they slowed the game down. They, you know, it was like at UCLA's pace. Gonzaga would get out on the break every now and then. But UCLA is playing a slowdown game, and they still got 40 some points at halftime because they, Gonzaga couldn't stop them. Yeah. I mean, and this is an 11 seed who, yeah, you know, they're hot at the right time, but nobody had UCLA as a, a great team at any point in the year. And they, they're slowing the game down and still almost had half a hundred on Gonzaga going blow for blow with them. And, you know, it, it, and it also loses something. And, you know, because we're splitting hairs at this point, but none of the other teams on that list got boat raced like Gonzaga got boat raced. Right. Before the first TV timeout, most people that watched that game said, okay, Baylor's got this. Mm-hmm. So, and, the pressure's already on you, and then if you're undefeated and start like that, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you tighten up. You get pucker tight. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and you look around, and me... You know, the, and the 2015 Cats could have lost to Notre Dame. If Notre Dame had one more dude, just one more body they could have put out there, Kentucky loses. I mean, you know, that's, that's what happens when you're chasing perfection. At some point, the margins get razor thin. And, and that's what happens. So, yay for... You know, I'm glad they had the tournament. That's good. On the, on the women's side, uh, hey, Arizona. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miss Barnes. Hey. Yeah. She <laughs> doing things out there. Uh, the fact that they didn't get put in that uh, Final Four video, I was like, oh, it's a wrap now, man. Oh, it's a wrap. They, they have gift-wrapped it. Uh, uh, they, they, they've, they've gift wrapped uh, all Coach Barnes in, in Arizona motivation. They gonna need for this baby. Yeah. You got Connecticut on the other side. That's all they like. I mean, that's a speech you can just write off the top of your head. They don't think y'all belong in here. They didn't put y'all in the video. As soon as I saw that tidbit, I was like, "Oh, Arizona gonna win, man!" And they came out and they, they, they beat UConn. I mean, UConn made it made it close. That Paige Beckers is is, is really really good, but mm-hmm. Arizona, woo! And and, yeah. and then to, to to play Stanford as tough as they did, uh, it was very entertaining. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting here the whole time thinking the NCAA men's has got to go to to quarters. They got to. They're they're the only basketball grouping anywhere in the world that uses halves. And the best they can say on why that is, well, we've always done it this way. Okay, that's dumb. Pardon my language, but that's dumb as hell. 
That can't be your justification. Can't be well. We've always done it this way. That's dumb. It, it is just dumb. But uh, but the women, they came to they came to to, to ball. Uh, South the South Carolina Stanford game I thought was one of the better games of both tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so it, you know, Stanford gets her first one in twenty nine years, but for Arizona to just be there for the first time. They weren't happy to be there. You know, it was against a, a foe they know well. You know, they, they see Stanford all the time throughout the regular season. And, uh, you know, they got punched in the mouth a little bit like Gonzaga, but they recovered and, and, and fought and clawed back in it and had a shot to win at the end. That's all you could ask for. It's like, and, you know, the best player had it in their hands. That's all you could ask for. Yeah, it, you, you want... Uh... You, you you want your best player look if you're going to lose then you lose with your best player taking the shot nobody gets upset about mm-hmm. that or your best player making the play what gets coaches uh, in trouble is when they try to be too cute like I, I think right. if you polled uh, Seattle Seahawks fans and they look back at that Super Bowl <laughs> right and you're like, if you just give Marshawn Lynch the ball and he gets stuffed, I'm okay with that. I sleep a little bit better. But not even giving him the ball and throwing it? Oh, come on. You know, all those times uh, when Kentucky's playing Tennessee in football and you can't give Randall Cobb the ball? Like, Randall Cobb can't get a touch inside the five? What? Yeah, that's, that's malpractice on Joker. Right, that's co- yeah. that, of anything else Joker did, that's the one thing I'm like, that is that is indefensible. He gotta get a touch. But <laughs> playing in Neela Stadium where in the boys in the man's backyard. Gotta give gotta give him the oh. reps, yo. Gotta give gotta give oh. him those touches. But if but both basketball tournaments, I think, you know, I'm glad they did it. We talked about how the women were mistreated. They tried to rectify that a little bit. But, uh, you know, basketball, the, the, the seasons are over. Now, <laughs> we can look forward to next year. Uh, you know, people opining and and, and wanting this this uh, <laughs> hey we need some two or three years guy that's not happening the transfer portal for right or wrong is not going anywhere right so it ain't just Kentucky every team's had like two or three guys leave every team so whether you agree or disagree the world is different and we're not going to see teams built like they used to be built, which is part of the reason Roy Williams said, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> and he looked around. I know when to fold him. I know when to yeah, fold him. I don't want to do this. And, uh-huh. and that's and that's fine. Roy had you look at his you look at his resume, I think we've been sleeping on Roy a little bit. Now yeah. I, I know the North Carolina 
the the the, the African American studies and all that. I get that. Okay, yeah, that's a that's in the background. I'm acknowledging that. But Roy's resume is pretty darn good. You know, even he could have been Hall of Fame just what he what he did at Kansas. Then he goes to North Carolina, and woo. I thought he had two. I, I was, I guess maybe I was blocking out 2017. I knew 05, 09. I was like, yeah, you know, put him at the table. He's won two titles. Oh, wait a minute. He's won yeah. three. I I forgot the man had three. I was shortening him. Yeah. So, yeah, my apologies. Yeah. So, uh, he's out. Hubert Davis is in. Uh, I'm a little shocked, but not really because in my mind the North Carolina job is is the number two job in America Kentucky's number one and I'm not going to hear any slander otherwise because of this uh, this is what a factoid I came across every coach that Kentucky has had on the men's basketball side has won conference coach of the year yes even Billy G so he was sure he, he was SEC coach of the year <laughs> one year and gone the next. That is because they went they went twelve and four in the conference. They yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Every coach, even Eddie Sutton, every coach, coach of the year for their conference, which I don't think anybody else can say. Takes my Cowboys two years to win twelve games, and Billy did it in conference. So, uh, the job opens up, and North Carolina has that weird thing like Michigan. They want to keep it in the family, which mm-hmm. is okay. It works for you, okay? I mean, that's fine. Uh, so, I don't know what Hubert Davis is going to do. This is his first time in the big chair. I know he's. Nobody knows. I know he's been groomed for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you move to the chair, I guess, to your right or left. It's different. It's different. Matt, Patri- Matt Patricia was groomed by Belichick. You see how that right, works. right. Just because you're sitting there <laughs> being groomed doesn't mean you can do the job. Mm-hmm. But the, the, I will say this for Hubert Davis, because he's a North Carolina guy, because he's been there, the, the North Carolina family, they want him. And if you're a coach at the college level, that's what you need. When you look, and that's why I tell people, everybody's got jokes because of Memphis and Penny. The difference is the Memphis, uh, the university, the Memphis fans, the city, they want Penny in that job. That's the difference. So if you've got support, and the people want you there, you can stay there, right? We, we talked about uh, uh, Sean Miller leaving Arizona, and you're like, well, what's different now than when all this stuff came out three or four years ago? People didn't want him. It's just that simple. Like, they didn't want him to be the coach anymore because Arizona wasn't winning. I mean, that's the diff- that's the difference between Kansas and Arizona. Why'd they give Bill Self a lifetime contract? Bill Self has won a national title. He's won a lot of games. And they don't want to get rid of him. 
even if yeah. his hand gets caught in the cookie jar, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I guess they want to. And they want to go through it with him instead of somebody else. Right, and I, I think it was the CBS Sports uh, Sports Podcast with Gary Parish said this a long time ago. If you're Kansas, and let's say Bill Self gets caught red-handed doing some stuff, and they say NCA says he's suspended for a year, okay? Kansas takes a mulligan year and they bring Self back, the same way the Saints did. Orleans Saints did with Sean Payton. They said to themselves, we can go a year without it, bring it back, and he's okay. They do that if they want to keep you. If they don't want to keep you, they can find any reason. And I know I, I quote Bomani Jones a lot, but this is a valid point. Every coach in America, I shouldn't say every, but for 90% of coaches, at the collegiate level, if you want that coach gone, you can come up with the grounds to fire him. If you're an AD and you want this coach gone, you can make it happen. Let's say Mitch Barnhart has has been feuding with Cal, right? Let's just say, I'm just hypothetical. Cal has this 9 and 17 season, 9 and whatever it is. I don't even know record. Anyway, Cal has this season. If Mitch wanted to, he can go to those big money folks and say, look, Cal's got to go. Now, are there enough big money people that say that they would, they would back that up? I don't know. But you, you think the point is, every coach in America, you could point to something if you wanted to and make a case to get rid of them. You can. Uh, whoever Duke's AD is can say, look, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, you've been here a long time. It's time for you to, to, to move along. If you want to. The thing is, they don't want to. And Kansas is showing they don't want to get rid of Bill Self. So all this, yeah. all this, what are they doing? They don't want to get rid of him. It's just that simple. What happened here in Louisville? And I think I talked about it on this show before Patino was let go when the first big scandal hit. And I think I said they don't want to get rid of him. The second scandal hit, and even though Louisville wasn't directly implicated, blah 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 blah, they the, the university community, and I think I told you this, I said at some point they're going to get tired of it. At some point, because what didn't help Patino at Louisville was the athletic department is acting a fool. And as you always say, any any anybody can act a fool anytime. But what was hurt U of L was is the same time the old school president was doing ridiculous things. So there was no good news coming out of the University of Louisville. Everybody was under everybody was under investigations so they had to clean house everywhere got a new president in hit the ground running they got a new ad in right and it also doesn't help while this is going on that you got bobby petrino as your football coach 
<laughs> it's just on general principle. He is unlikable. He has no capital to do anything. Right? So <laughs> what what hurt Patino and Jurich was there was no good news coming out of UML. None. You would watch the newscast and it was well, this is what we've uncovered with the basketball program. And you're like, oh. Then they would switch up. University president does, but like, there was no good news. And people got sick of it and said, this has to change. Well, Patino wasn't guilty. He got to go. Well, Church did all this. He got to go too. School president, he really got to go. And they did. I, I give Louisville all kinds of credit. They cleaned house because they wanted to, they kind of had to. The fans, the boosters said, look, what are we doing? That's hard to do to get everybody that mad to all of them out. That's, that takes some doing. They because did. every day, Vinny, I'm telling you, every day was something else. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, look, I'm friends with a lot of Louisville fans, right? And a lot of good fans. And you finally finished up with the, the whole stripper thing. The banner comes down. And like a month later, this happens. The pay for play. I mean... And, and like I said, you mix in everything else, and everybody had to go. That's the point I'm making: is Kansas is standing by uh, Bill Self because they want to. They think no matter what the punishment is, hey, even if he's got to step away for a year, we cool. You let the system run the program. You're letting recruits know, hey, Bill Self coming back, right? And you keep it moving. Now, if it's something egregious where it's like two or three years, that may change the calculus on all this. But they're openly saying we are ride, we are ride or die for Bill Self. Arizona checked the landscape and was like, no, Sean Miller, you gotta go. Like you, you just yeah, this this ain't doing it. Yeah. yeah. Temperature changed on him out there. I'm just wondering with this this Hubert Davis. I'm, I'm gonna tweet our friend of the show, uh, Fast I Hurt for Keep Blitzing. I'm just wondering what you know Steve Robinson is gonna do. He was on that bench, been there a long time, was a head coach for a minute at Florida State. So I'm I'm thinking man, he probably won't wanna maybe stay. He might have love for Hubert and all, but he might have wanted that job for himself and what if he's gonna maybe move on somewhere else. You know, he's a Carolina guy too and all, but Hubert just got the job. He probably hoped he might have got. Or, you know, he could very well stay on. Possibly, yeah, he might swallow his pride, you know, swallow your ego and because just and, right, keep it because moving. I say uh Hubert Davis is gonna need some help. You know, like uh, again, going back to what Tony Doug was talking about believe Kentucky, those assistant coaches are key. Like, we've seen that in Kentucky. We see the impact that Kenny Payne leaving had. Now, this year, that was one of a bunch of other factors, but Kenny Payne leaving was felt. Orlando and Tigua leaving was felt. Right? I I, I point to uh, here in Louisville, when Wade Houston left Louisville and went to Tennessee that was the drop off that was the drop off for Louisville basketball Louisville went from being from 80 to 86 
as, as good a program as you would have in the country. Two championships, two more Final Fours. Like, when I was coming up, Louisville was the cool program. The Doctors of Dunk, you know, that 83 Final Four matchup against Five Slam Pajama and the Doctors of Dunk. I was glad they took time to break that game down on the uh, Houston 30 for 30 because we ain't never going to see a national semifinal that cool. And they just decided we're just going to dunk. I mean, I, I, I believe they still have the record for dunks in the semifinal. Like they just, we're going to, we're going to put it up there. We playing this game above the rail. Right. Um, but when Wade Houston left, Louisville dipped. You can see it. And they went from being elite, elite to just pretty good, which is, which is a big jump back. Right, you know, people like to chart out when Antigua left Kentucky. You know, you look at what Kenny Payne left. Assistants matter. So if you're Hubert Davis and you got somebody on your staff that that, that can help out with the day to day and and you know strategizing with the X's and O's and all that kind of stuff, you keep that person. I think if you if you can, you 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 make that guy a guy. Yeah. Gotta, uh, gotta talk about you guys, Shaq, man. He does this every day, but he, he got caught on TV, you know, videoing. Bought the dudes in Gatorade. Now, you was just in the market for that. I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if, if Shaq had stumbled into the jewelry store. Where, where you have, you know, made that purchase? You know, <laughs> but it was a cool gesture, though, and, and, you know, he helped the young dude out. And, and it's not like he's trying to be seen doing that. He just happened to be seen doing it this time, but he does it all the time. Shaq is probably the most interesting athlete ever. Because, and, and, and don't sleep on it. You know, I saw a lot of kids, and I say kids, kids in their 20s, maybe early 30s, uh, that clip of Shaq against BYU in the tournament when he blocked like 12 shots. And you're like, Shaq don't look the same as anybody else out there. Like these people that remember Shaq on the Cavs, Shaq on the Suns, Shaq with the Celtics, that was Shaq in name only. But Shaq was that dude. Okay, LSU Shaq, uh, Orlando Shaq, the first few seasons in LA Shaq, Shaq was a problem. He was just a problem uh, as a great player. But I'm talking about Shaq has reached that status where you could almost read anything and be like, okay, yeah, Shaq probably did that. Whether it's, you know, buying an engagement ring. I I saw a thing where he bought, there was a kid uh, that was really, really tall. Shaq bought him some shoes and some clothes. and, And Shaq does that kind of thing. Shaq is like a, a, a deputy somewhere in Louisiana, I think. Uh, Shaq had that show, Shaq Verse, where he swam against uh, Michael Phelps. And he did all this kind of, he boxed against somebody. And, 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 and Lord knows, one of the funniest tweets about Shaq is, uh, Shaq is uh, shilling for all these products like he's in trouble with the IRS. <laughs> like, 
like like Shaq is out here whatever it is like okay Sha- you know Shaq's agent is like hey man we got this thing it's for whatever it is I'll do it he's like but I didn't even tell you what it is I'm, I'm, I'm game he's like but Shaq is hey whatever it is it's 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 foot funk is cream all right I'm, I'm good like Shaq you know Papa John's where Shaq just pops up everywhere and, it, and it's great yeah. and he's one of the few people because if you remember and I'm dating myself here big men used to just be the big men right nobody like, like Wilt Chambers said nobody loved Goliath because even though it sounds ridiculous more people could relate to you know Elgin Baylor versus Wilt Chamberlain you know and like once you said somebody was seven foot they became otherworldly Shaq was the first seven footer the, the really the only big man to really market himself like that right and he's made himself you know kind of cute kind of cuddly very approachable and Shaq is still a large human being that, like, but you you see him, you he talks, and he's doing all this stuff, and you forget that he's really, really large, and that didn't used to be the case. You know, most big men, Kareem was aloof, and and and, and uh, I would say David Robinson was kind of robotic, and even your man Akeem wasn't warm and fuzzy, like you know he's smacking for Maxwell around, but you know the the big men just don't. That's not their thing. He was, was it, he's more comfortable in his skin than any other. Yeah, because, yeah, because, and and I can't remember which big man it was, but, you know, once you get to that seven foot, you always stand out. You're always something. And, you know, whether you grew late, like David Robinson, or you've always been big, you know, that height, even among basketball players, is a rarity. Right? So, but Shaq is the most comfortable big man. You know, th- that's the one thing that kind of, uh, it always sticks out to me to Anthony Davis. Like, he is da- bound and determined to not be a center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that Play was the four. <laughs> Play the four. Bring Mark Gasol in here. Bring Drummond in here. Do what you got to do. I'm playing the four. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's bound and determined. I don't want to be a big man. So, but, but yep. Shaq doing Shaq things, I mean, I think it's great. Um, to your point, where he, he uh, you, you say he's, he's uh, hawking all these products, promoting everything. They clowned him on the set of, of TNT. They're like, man, you you going in the mall to Zales to get some jewelry? And Shaq's reply, I got my own jewelry line at Zales. <laughs> <laughs> so he had his... He got he got his own jury at Zales. So we, there's another one that we didn't even know. No, yet. I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I could have. I, I could have got me a shot yeah. This, yeah, yeah, because they was laughing at it. Like, why are you going to the mall? Why are you going in Zales? I got I got my own line at Zales. So <laughs> add that to the general Papa John's. Was he got some Krispy Kremes? You know, add that to the list. Of everything else that he already had his right. hands in. So, uh, so yeah, that, that that's a that's that's good to that's good to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, cool to see Shaq. What else is happening? Oh well, look, um, 
gotta go hit about you know the truth. Nope, you know, because he put his business in the street. No longer at ESPN, and and you know still not getting love like that. Like he thinks he should get, even though he thinks he's better than Dwayne Wade and all the crazy stuff he said. Why he had a job? Now he broadcast it all for the world and got himself let go from ESPN. This goes back to I, you know, Paul Pierce. He was acting a fool on IG. Which number one, you got to be smarter than that. Paul, you are age. What are you doing? What are you doing on it? What are you doing on IG Live? Unless you're watching verses, which we need to touch on. Which we got, we, we got to touch yes, on this verses, okay? Uh, <laughs> but Paul Pierce, um, he's he's in this weird space of being a great at. Yeah. Uh, he was very very good, Hall of Fame good, but. I know Boston fans that aren't Paul Pierce fans. Like, we'll go back and forth, and it's like, yeah, you know, Paul Pierce, he was pretty good. Like, like, like they don't roll with Paul Pierce like that. Which is weird, because if you're attached to one franchise like that, generally speaking, they will roll with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Let me Let the record show, okay, that some years ago, you and I had this conversation about Blaine Gabbard being the quarterback of the 49ers. And on this very show, I said, well, we can see. I'm going to give him a benefit of the doubt. I, <laughs> I was part of the Blaine Gabbard hive because he was my dude. But nobody rocks with Paul Pierce. And it's it's ridiculous. He, If you look at his numbers, they're, they're great. But the worst thing for Paul Pierce was... Draymond Green telling everybody they don't love you like that. And you know, there's that clip where he threw his headband into the crowd. Somebody threw it back, like <laughs> like a Cubs game broke out. And, and, and they don't. And look, I, I'm not feeling sorry for Paul Pierce. He's a millionaire. He's got a championship ring. Blah 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 blah. But he don't have fans like everybody like that. Because you've seen it on Twitter, in real life. I mean, there are people that will fight you over Damian Lillard, right? There were people like, yo, put some respect on his name. There are people, I've seen it, that will will give you all the rundown on Scottie Pippen, right? Well, you know, Jordan didn't win no championships without Scottie Pippen. Like, you know, but, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there's... But as far as great Hall of Fame players, he's in this space that A-Rod sits in. Like, where does A-Rod go to get warm and fuzzies? Seattle don't want him. It ain't Texas. And the Yankees, (laughs) he rubbed the man Derek, the captain Derek Jeter the wrong way. So, like, Mm -hmm. the the people that rock with A-Rod ain't a lot of people. But, and I say that because you look at Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds can get a standing ovation in San Francisco whenever he shows up. Always did, right? Uh, Mark McGuire is in the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. <laughs> they rocking with him. They rocking with Big Mac. 
but A-Rod doesn't get that. And Paul Pierce doesn't either. But what I what he did, what I saw, didn't appear to be fireable, but it goes back to like they didn't want to keep him. Yes, there you go. They didn't want to keep him. <laughs> they they yep. like the, the the powers be like, because there's one thing to be contrary, just to be contrary. But when you are talking top ten NBA players and you go out of your way to 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 put LeBron not on that list, come on, man. And and it's tough. And then he would say stupid stuff, and the the look on his face, like like uh, you remember that look on his face when 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 Draymond was saying what he was saying, you get that oh that awkward, embarrassed, uncomfortable look. He got the same thing, I think, from, from Jalen Rose and him when he was trying to say he's better than D-Wade. So he'll say this dumb stuff and then like like uh like Charlie Murphy on Chappelle's show with Rick James, he get out of line, I check him. Paul Pierce says something stupid. Jalen Rose had to check him. And then everything's fine again. He 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 got this uncomfortable squirmy look on TV because he doesn't put his foot in his mouth and now Everybody's letting him know about himself, and then it's all awkward when he shouldn't have said what he said anyway. It's, it's happened so many times look, with him. Every ball player is confident, right? And, yeah. And yeah. there's <laughs> look, I have never faulted Paul Pierce for believing that he is good. You have to have that if you're going to make mm-hmm. the NBA. If you're going to make the upper level, mm-hmm. you got to believe that you are that dude. I don't care if you're the 12th man or you're. You know, Jordan. Everybody in the NBA has got to believe they are that dude. But if you're going to do TV, right? And the problem with Paul Pierce is the if you're going to take shots at players with Paul Pierce, we all knew. The place where he was coming from, and it wasn't coming from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. He he still had access to grind. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 thought LeBron and Dwayne Wade took his shot, right? And I get it. He finally gets some people in Boston. They win a championship, and in short order, LeBron and Wade make people forget about that championship. I get it. And if you want to be, you know, bitter, if you want to hold that grudge, that's fine. But you can't get on here passing this off like it's objective. And then saying that, you know, Shaq carried way to that title. The numbers clearly stayed otherwise. Young Flash was, you know, he was he was prime Flash. Shaq was on the downside when he got that one. To beat to pass Kobe for the time. Yes, because Dwayne Wade was balling in 04 mm-hmm. in 05, and then he got hurt in 05. Shaq's first year in Miami, and then when he got healthy, they balled out. So, but the but the point is, people just. I don't know if ESPN polls or whatever it is. You know, basketball is all subjective anyway. And my whole thing is, 
can't nobody be Skip Bayless except Skip Bayless, right? It, it doesn't work for everybody. And you see people try to be hot takery, but it only works for him, really. Rob Parker tried today. You know, uh, <laughs> Steve, Stephen A. Smith, he be coming up with some wild stuff. I don't know if you saw that. I, I quote tweeted uh, and, and to, to check him because this was my aggravation. I almost forgot about this. Talking about North Carolina job. And he had this two-minute thing when he went on about the importance of North Carolina having a black head coach. Okay, great. I think it's a good thing to have a black head coach. We should have more black head coaches in basketball. That's great. But as he's talking, he throws out of all the blue bloods, he's like, well, you know, UCLA had Walt Hazard and Kentucky had Tubby Smith. And then he goes on about how important it is for North Carolina to have Hubert Davis. And then he talks about all the current coaches and what they have done for the game. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? Um, yes, I'm a Kentucky fan, but you can't just, well, Kentucky had Tubby Smith, and then move on. And then talk about what other coaches have done. You can't do that, right? My whole point was, if people are going to say that Adolf Rupp was this racist monster, right? We, I'm not getting to that conversation right now, right? But people portray Adolf Rupp just like in the movie Glory Road, right? People have made up their mind what Rupp is, who he was, etc. My thing is, if you're going to do that, you have to acknowledge the significance of a black man coaching in Rupp Arena in the seat that Rupp once had. Like, you've got to, that means something. Right? It, it means a lot. And then... I'm checking through all these NCAA tournaments. Do you know how many black coaches have won a championship? That would be three. Three. John Thompson, Nolan Richardson, and Tubby Smith in 1998. The last one to do it. Well, now it's four. I guess we got a Kevin. Four, Ollie. four, four. Like four. Yeah, Kevin Ollie. He. Kevin Ollie is that guy that won an Academy Award for like best supporting actor in 1989 that everybody forgets about. And you're like, oh yeah, he did win. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kevin Ollie's just that like <laughs> which, you know, I, I saw, I can't remember who it was, somebody on Twitter was talking. One reason that Cal needs another championship is there's a lot of dudes that just want one. Right, there are a lot of dudes with just one. You got to get out of that group. Uh-huh. Like, like, like Cal's in the in the room, but he got to get out of that group because you got you got Gary Williams, and Kevin Holly, right. and Steve Fisher, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Bayhop there. Yeah, there's Tony Bennett. <laughs> Like, it's just like Raleigh Massimino walking in. Like, there's a bunch of... You don't want to just be at the one championship table, right? You want to move on. But my point is, what... Like, you can't say Kentucky was this, this, and this with Adolph Rupp and then minimize what Tubby Smith coming to Kentucky meant. 
that was my point was you can't talk about what other coaches have done and I do think there's some significance to Tubby Smith and what he did I believe that my point and part of it was you you people can't talk all this trash about how Kentucky is backwards blah 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 and believe me anybody that follows me on Twitter knows look I'm gonna say my piece when it comes to race when it comes to whatever right I'm gonna I'm not gonna bite my tongue but you have to give Kentucky the school and the state when they do right you got to give us the kudos too it just can't be all the bad stuff because one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is Bernadette Maddox Bernadette Locke Maddox the first assistant co- female assistant coach for a men's division one basketball team you know that was 1990 and Patino put a black woman on his staff if it, if if that had happened anywhere else when it came to women's history month that would be all over the place but because it doesn't fit the Kentucky narrative we don't hear about it just like the the fabulous four Nate Northington and those folks that integrated the SEC athletically in 1966 Vinny we were doing this show before I realized that Kentucky integrated SEC athletics yeah mm-hmm. because it didn't, it didn't it doesn't fit with the narrative of what people think Kentucky is so 1966 Kentucky is as portrayed in Glory Road right but on the other side of campus they're integrated so which is it right is Kentucky uh, is the University of Kentucky a uh, 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 haven for the KKK or is it a university that's operating in a very complicated era trying to do the right thing like things aren't just black and white right and all I'm saying is if you're going to Kentucky is racist and you're you're a, a, a black Kentucky fan you've heard it like I've heard it if you're going to say those things then you have to point out when Kentucky does stuff better you look at the blue bloods and like I said UCLA had Walt Hazard in the 80s Kentucky 1998 through what 06 is that right is that Tubby's run 06 07 something like that Mm-hmm. North Carolina 2021 Duke never Kansas never even Indiana beat them to the punch 2021 yeah so yeah. if you're going to have these ideals about what Kentucky is and isn't you got to tell the whole story and I was just personally offended I know it's just Stephen A. Smith and he's going to say a lot of things that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but I was offended because I'm like you can't just say well Kentucky had Tubby Smith put some respect on his name put some respect on what he did and I will end it on this and it's not just Tubby Smith I think there's some Kentucky fans that should probably put a little bit more respect on Tubby Smith's name as well I I, I just I, I think that I think uh, we, we need to do that 
as Kentucky fans. So that's my that's my two cents on that. Sorry to segue, but I, I saw that and I just said, come on, man. And, we'll, and, and Kentucky had Tubby Smith. Like, Kentucky won a championship with a black man. Like, what are you talking about? Cameron Mills talked about people coming up to him when the hire was made. Oh, yeah. Let me tell let, let me tell you this. If nothing else, and I don't know any details, right? We are, let me be very clear. We, you and I, friends with Cameron, you know, we've we've interacted, blah, 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 blah. I don't know anything. But from what we have seen when the players knelt this year and the social media posts. Right? We all know what we're talking about here. I would just wonder what kind of mail, what kind of comments Tubby Smith got when he got hired here in 1998. Mm. Because when you're the first, it ain't easy. Okay, <laughs> when you when it's so, I, I, again, I need to leave that alone before you know they'll come after me. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Don't cross your mind, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, sure. Oh, um, down here, my neck of the woods. Uh, I say it because it can happen. People are crazy. Bad decisions are made often. Any school can act a fool anytime. Anybody can act a fool anytime. You know, Louisville acted a fool to the point where you know, George, Patino, everybody got to go. You don't care how good of a coach you are, you got to go. Y'all have acted a fool so much that the fan base had enough. <clears throat> People individually make mistakes, act a fool. We just talked about Paul Pierce flipping his phone on to live so everybody, all 300 people could see what he was doing and then boom, it's out there for everybody. Um, here in Tennessee, you know, you, you don't you don't want to just bash young kids and all that. You know, we've, we've seen those debates. We've seen recruits here recently decide not to go to Kentucky. You know, the Hunter Salas kid supposedly picked Gonzaga because of a lot of the fan reaction he saw from Kentucky. The kid here at Tennessee, a linebacker, he didn't play a lot. Aaron Beasley has gotten himself suspended for animal cruelty. The stuff he did to a cat in his dorm. It's been on the news down here. It's been huge. There's been fundraisers for the cat. The cat is, you know, trying on in bad shape. But just bad decisions by youngsters. Stuff you should know better than you should be raised not to do that, but it's it's happened. He didn't play a lot, but now he's got himself in trouble from that standpoint. And you just, you know, just hate to see stuff like that. It can happen anywhere. It could have been a kid in Kentucky did the same thing, but it was a kid down here, right down the road in Knoxville, on the football team. And they've had a lot of stuff going on anyway, but, you know, you don't see that one that often. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, it's bad decisions. It's terrible. To, you know, so that's kind of buzz down here. And, yeah. So just threw that out there. But um, we had to talk about this versus. No, let me let me get this. Your thoughts, because you, have, as you've mentioned, 
uh, your fiance is a Cubs fan from Iowa. You grew up in Cubs Nation now, and I saw, so I know y'all already know about it, if I saw it, that soon Fergie Jenkins is about to get a statue in front of Wrigley Field. So what is everybody thinking about that? Everybody beloved? Is it something that should have been done already? Is the fiance happy about it? Because, you know, Fergie's before right. time, but we know that name. Good picture for the Cubs. So now he's getting some love, getting him a statue. So I had to get Oh, it's one of those things. It's thing been about. it's been too long. You know, it's 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 beyond time. Mm-hmm. Uh the Ricketts family, uh th- that owns the Cubs. The I think they're doing the Fergie Jenkins thing to take the heat off because they're not extending guys. They're becoming penny pinchers. And the problem with that is uh, when you've got a a, a team, and we've talked about this, like your Cowboys, uh, like my Lakers, uh, like the Cubs, where the team doesn't have to be good for you to rake in the dough, right? And so the ownership of the Cubs are, you know, they, they're making all this money. They're worth all this money. The tickets at Wrigley Field are some of the most expensive by far. Like, there's a huge gap between the Cubs' average ticket price and everybody else. On top of everything, you know, on top of the stadium and everything. So, uh, I think people are like, yes. Fergie Jenkins needs to be acknowledged, but also uh, yeah, yeah, the owners, uh, the Ricketts family, they're they're catching uh, hell, which they should. You know, they're going to try to ride out this 2016 uh, World Series title for as long as they can. Wow! So this is in part because well, Fergie needs this; it should have been done. But now it's like, well, thank goodness this hadn't been done. We can use this to cover up or smooth over the right penny pension we're doing. They're trying to just they're trying to appease the fan base with Fergie instead of which is you know trying they're trying to they're and, trying to put yeah. a okey doke on the fans. Sounds like like Stuart Scott used to say. And I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound, but the Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in a quarter century. But no one thinks that Jerry Jones doesn't want to win. Right? Like, nobody thinks that he's just back here counting his money and he's not trying to win a championship. Uh, I would even say... We just want to channel him. We just want to channel his energy into, like, letting somebody else make some decisions. We want him to right, we want right. him to back but, but it down. There's no a thought bit. like they're not trying to win. <laughs> you know, that that's right. not the that's not the case. And you know, and, and I think this is more of a baseball thing, I think, where teams aren't trying to win. And that's why you see like uh, uh the 76ers and the process nobody wants to take. Like you can't get fans to buy into that. You know, it, it, it's just tough. But if you're the Cubs, where, you know, you sign a guy here or there, but even if you're 70 and 90, you're still going to be one of the most profitable 
certain franchises because people are going to keep going to Wrigley Field. It's like with the Knicks. The Knicks can be dreadful, but people ain't giving up their tickets to uh, Madison Square Garden. It's like when the Lakers are really, really bad, no one's giving up their tickets. <laughs> you know? So it, it's it, it's a weird place that when uh, the ownership of one of those kinds of teams, and there's about three or four of them in every league, uh, that it does, the team doesn't have to be good to be profitable. Uh, if you get an owner and all they want to do is make money, uh, yeah, it's bad. It, you know, and, and baseball doesn't have a mechanism where they have to spend. Uh, you know, and, and, and it goes back to every owner. Anytime any one of these leagues go to the collective bargaining table with their unions, they always say they're poor. They always cry poverty. And most media folks be like, well, you know, the Brewers lost. No, the Brewers ain't lost no money. Ain't nobody. No, no, no. I don't believe it. I don't believe that Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys, right? He's smart business, but he's going to lose money on the Cowboys. Like, no, that no. None of that checks out. It doesn't mm-hmm. check out because mm-hmm. every time one of those teams is up for sale, someone buys them. Yeah. So it yeah. it ended when they like when Donald Sterling had to sell the Clippers, and then you know by the way the Clippers are worth a billion dollars. What the Clippers? What's the Lakers worth? Fifty billion dollars? Like, what are you, if the Clippers can be worth that much, what are you talking about? Like, you know, they all they, they make money, so let's not be dumb, you know. So spend the money. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, a, you know, we need some goodwill and oh, Fergie huh, ain't got a statue. Perfect timing for us to. Have some goodwill and some good vibes as we, you know, get miserly with the yeah. recap. Yeah. All right. Oh, we talked about it two weeks ago because you know found out about it the verses because we we had to talk music every now and then. We had musical guests on and we had Malice and Mario from Seattle. We played their music on Blog Talk for forever. Had music soul Nick on here talking about SWV on the episode. And speaking of verses, we, we got to talk about that. But, but first things first, the most epic one to date, maybe. You know, we had we had Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle was humongous. And now on the men's side of things, we're going men's group side of things, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And the Isley Brothers this past Sunday. Steve Harvey was hosting. If you listen to his show, you know he is a diehard Earth Wind and Fire fan, a diehard old school RB fan. So, you know, he and he's everywhere. He's talking about Shaq being everywhere. Steve Harvey is everywhere. So, of course, Steve Harvey was the host of the Earth Wind and Fire Isley Brothers versus this past Sunday. It was, you know, I can take Steve Harvey in small doses. I mean, for me, like his 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 old stand up going back, you know, twenty years, 
and all this kind of stuff before the TV shows, before everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just give me Steve Harvey the the intro between the Kings of Comedy. Give me that Steve Harvey. Right? G- give me small doses. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, look, ain't nobody here to see you, Steve. That That's my thing. I don't need you talking over September. I don't need you talking over who's that lady. You ain't got to give me what you were doing the first time you heard who's that lady. I ain't, I ain't here for that. You know, back in 76, damn it, Steve, quit talking. Let the, let the, <laughs> if you don't put that microphone down with that 15 button purple suit, come on, Steve. If you don't stop all this talking, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Speaking for most of the audience, everybody was mad. I was fine with it, but everybody was and, like, and look, <laughs> and, and, and said, look, he gonna cut Steve some slack because as you said, Steve, he's he's a fan of these groups, right? Like he's 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 a he's a he's a he's a fan first. And like we talk about music, it's how he talks about music. So he probably was nervous doing it. Like he's done all this stuff, but these are his dudes. And I can only imagine if I'm sitting there yeah. and I'm doing like, you know, let's say I'm hosting uh, some kind of Lakers thing, right? And I got Magic and, you know, through whatever, I got Magic on one side, you know, Kobe on the other, Kareem is sitting there, like James Worthy, but like, and, and Pat Riley, I would be shell shocked. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, jump on him too hard, but still, ain't nobody here to hear you, Steve Hart. Let these songs play. Uh, man, this is grown folk music. Like, I, like, I don't know what else to to tell you. Um, but when you look at combined, I, the, the, I was looking for the graphic. I need to find it. Uh. The amount of times that the Isley Brothers have been sampled in other songs, that their songs have been covered, and the same for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like we get, I think we get caught up in all these hit songs, right? How many number one songs someone may or may not have? But for me, as an artist. If, if I'm looking at an artist, how many deep cuts do you have? Songs that you just that, and the thing about the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the name to a lot of their songs. Okay? But when it starts playing, I know the words. And that's what it was all about with those two was just let the music play just let it go and just song after song after song of 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 just me growing up you know we 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 hit that 70s right at the end of the 70s early 80s when it was you know uh my parents had get together they put the album on okay 
you put the you put the needle on the record and just let it play. Young kids don't know about that. And just the 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 Osleys just I mean and the real quick though, talking about number one songs, the Osley brothers, I saw this. This is the first verses. The Osley brothers had hit songs in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, and blankety blank in the 2000s. Come on with it. Come on with that. Yes. People, yes. some people don't even realize it's them. Like, shout been around so long. Yeah. People, Some people don't even know it's the Osley brothers. 1959, I think I tweeted out. They got hits from the, the same year Alaska and Hawaii became states. Yes. That's when Shout came out. I mean, come on. And to me, the the thing I didn't realize, um, everybody knows Ronald, Mr. Biggs, some of the other brothers passed away, you know, O'Kelly and some of those guys. I didn't I didn't really know them. There were several more Isaac brothers, just Ron and Ronald and Ernie. But when it first started, I just know Ernie is the, the dude don't say a word, one of the baddest guitar players ever. But then they would play a song, and then Ernie's like, I wrote that song. What? And then four or five songs in a row, Ernie wrote them. Ernie said, I wrote this one, I wrote this one, I wrote this. I was like, holy cow, I just thought you was just a cool, quiet, awesome guitarist, and you up here writing these songs. I had, I had no idea. And on Earth, Wind, and Fireside, I just, I wish Verdine had brought his bass because he is an amazing bassist as well. You know, he got he got that perm. He had that perm for forever. My sister, my wife, both like, man, you you talk about dudes that don't sound how they look because he got this big deep voice when he talks, and you don't you don't think that's gonna come out of Verdine White, but it does. This big dulcet voice. But I wish he I wish he would have had his bass just like Ernie was up there with his guitar. But it was still, it was still great, and and Phil Bailey still got that falsetto. Yeah, so I, you know, it, it was great. I just put it up, had it playing uh, in the background. You know, once you get past Steve and and and, and DJ, what's his face? Here I am. I'm, I, I'm, 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 you know, I was tweeting out some pictures. Uh, <laughs> I've I've reached that old uncle phase. I got my I got my hat got my glasses on i look like somebody's uncle uh which is a rite of passage for for, for black men like a cell <laughs> how you doing man hey hey yeah. if i do any better i have your luck look at you i see you slick hey. i can't call it that hey i can't call it <laughs> so it goes so good i wish it was two of me like I, <laughs> that's right yeah. but, and for the folk, hey, ain't nothing like two old black men that ain't seen each other for a minute. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. I don't care if it's my dad and his brothers or somebody he went to school with or he worked with. It is or some random dude in the grocery store. Hey, how you doing? Now? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Hey, like I love that. I'm, I'm I'm happy. Look, I know I talk about being old like it's a bad thing. I'm happy to reach that point. I'm ready to be at the grill in my black le- or my brown leather sandals with my matching uh, button-down shirt, short outfit. I'm ready, like like how uh, Spice Adams do it. I'm ready for that. 
I'm ready. Let me put my eyes above earth, wind, and fire. You know, let me put on my maze and Frankie Beverly. Let me do that. I'm at. I'm ready for that. My life. You know, I will be out here. My girls is getting older. I'm ready to be out here. Uh, put on some of that dance low. Put on some of that dance. I'm working. I'm working on these ribs. I need some dance low to help me with these ribs. I am ready for that. I am embracing that. You see what I'm saying? Uh, great. <laughs> Absolutely. Stage, great stage of life. Hey, 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 yo, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm ready to roll through. <laughs> come see, come, to, come to your house. Benny, Benny, what it is, man? What it is? <laughs> Got my kids raised. I'm out here. Just ready. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we had to talk about the verses and and just the sneak peek. For a couple weeks because I, I think it's May the 8th because I, I love me some SWV and it's SWV and Escape so I'll, I'll be checking that one out as well like I said we had Music Soul Nick on here to talk about SWV specifically on one of our past episodes so I'm, I'm looking forward to some week and some right here and some human nature and all that from, from Lily and Todd and Coco when that one comes out so you won't get the buzz that the Ozzy Brothers and Earth, Wind, Fire got, and you know, rightfully so. But in their own right, they are great. And they're legends. They're from our era of the '90s, uh, the early to mid '90s. So I'm, I'm looking for the SWV. You know, and, and I would. I'm, I'm glad we're getting away from keeping score on on the verses. I always thought that was a yeah. bad idea because. Number one, it, it's it's hard to compare groups. It's hard to compare different musical acts. I think uh, because it really hit home with me when you got Nelly versus Luda. Okay, they're, they're two. Even though they're the same time period, it's two different things. Nelly reached a peak that Luda never did, but Luda. You know, and you know, Nelly had that Brady Anderson 60 home run season, but Luda was just a solid dude, right? Year after year after year after year, Long, longevity versus that peak. Because people, when you start making it the verses, people start getting dumb because it's like, well, nobody was really messing with Nelly anyway. Are you serious? Country Grammar went diamond. There's been like 10 rap albums that went diamond. That's one of them. What are you talking about? Nobody listened to Nelly. Like, we got to stop letting these kids get on the internet, man. You be like, hey, if you're born in 1990-something, I'm not listening to your music. I'm not listening to your musical taste. You, 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 you not here with it, man. <laughs> it, was, it was St. Louis. It was St. Louis. It was Atlanta. It's totally different, but like you said, and to act like Nelly wasn't huge just because people 18 right. the stars of the day the right so, you know so, uh, so <laughs> that, you know that's that's my thing too is you, you look at uh, some of these acts I, I would like to see different things we can appreciate people like the D'Angelo thing was beautiful uh, the verses uh, this past mm-hmm. one was just beautiful let's just appreciate some of these musicians, let's give these folks flowers now. 
instead of spinning their records, you know, when they die, let's give let's give them their flowers now. Because when you look at again, over almost 400 songs have sampled Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers. What? You know, is Big Papa Big Papa without that do 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 do? Like, what? Really? Today was a good day. Right. Ice Cube ain't even got nothing without footsteps in the dark. Look, man. Hey, hey. All I got to say is, for young folks out there, you 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 want to have a date night with your lady? You better put some Isley Brothers on it. Like, look, look, look. John Legend is is nice, but you better put some. Uh-huh. And 79 years old, TB, is still cooler than anybody Man. anywhere right now. 79. You see the comments. Lady, Uncle Brian don't look 79 at all. 79 looking fine. Ooh. All of those comments from Ronald Isaac as he's about to turn 80. The coat, the mystique, the whole vibe that he's always had, he ain't lost none of it as he's about yeah, to be yeah. uh, was octogenarian, that's what he's about to be. That's 79 years old, man. And, you know, get it. And, and I, I listened to Steve Harvey Monday morning <laughs> just because, you know, let me, let me see the recap. Let me see what they're talking about. They're going to be talking about the verses. And he's like, you know, these, these dudes, they... They ain't on the internet. They just, you know, they performers. They did live show, a stage, a band. They just kind of thought, you know, like in the first half, and that's it, it was. They were just kind of sitting, letting the song play, and talking about it, which is fine. You know, we grew up with that. Go to your grandmama's house. Everybody sitting, playing cards. They playing rook. They playing gin. You know, frying catfish, sitting, talking, playing music. But then I think Steve said Swiss Beats kind of gave him a call. It's like, no, we got to try to have him kind of interact with it a little bit and, and sing some and, and play a little bit. So once they knew, okay, then that's when you saw Ron and Ernie getting up. Then you see Phil and Earth, Wind, and Fire get up and they would alternate it. And, you know, yeah. once, you know, and the second half was popping. You know, was Bamani Jones, Bamani Jones tweeted out, how are you going to start off the second half tweeting Voyage to Atlantis? Ain't that it? Obviously not. They still had plenty left in the tank to keep on going. It, it was a four-hour versus. <laughs> you know, they took it was supposed to be a ten-minute break. It was longer than that. They start the second half with Voyage to Atlantis. You know, it ended with Who's That Lady, and they still had hits for days in between. And you know, seventy-nine years old, getting up, energy, pop up and go sing the song. Ernie, get up and go play his riffs. So you know. Both of those and and everybody from Earth Wind and Fire is like 70. You know, Verdine and Phil, they like 69 when they're young compared to Ron, but the energy they had once they realized, oh, okay, it's not what we normally do, but we still can pre- perform and, and put a little something on it. You know, once they got that going, you saw it. You saw the whole energy of a pickup, even though Steve. Yeah, and, and you know, and that may be him helping them out. They probably can't go and do the shows. But but the Ozzy brothers, I mean they started out when it was shoe up, shoe up. Like that's when they first got into music. Mm-hmm. And I know he's uh, excommunicado, but but then Osley shows back up in the '90s with R. Kelly. That 
because that for me, yeah. when when that happened, I was like, oh word, like, because I knew uh, Notorious B.I.G. and, and, and uh, it was a good day with Ice Cube. Okay, those are Isley Brothers samples. You kind of know that in the back of your mind, right? But then uh, the, they show up. Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Big. They, you know, and keep it on the down low. Come on now. Look, I know our look. I know our Kelly. I know all that. <laughs> but man, keep it on the down. Like I ain't gonna try it. But what I'm saying is, like, oh, and I was like, he old. He was old then in the nineties. <laughs> He sure was. He, yeah, he that's what I'm saying. So, uh, hey. Oh, man. Catch a case. Yeah, so that was a good versus. <laughs> it was all good. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely enjoyed that. For sure. For sure. Uh, we, we have to just you know, break away from the, the sports and get that in. Uh, every now and then, we got Shaq, we got Fergie Jenkins, we got UK baseball beating Louisville. Let me check on the UK softball score, see what they're doing with Louisville. That started at seven, so they, barring any rain, they got a few innings in right now. Let's see what we have. Pull up SEC Sports. Uh, oh, I've said postponed. I'll be dog. <laughs> All right, then. Hmm. Rain. It's it was storming wow. here just a few moments ago. Rain. Rain was rolling through oh, probably okay. about maybe okay. twenty minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. So looks like the Louisville game postponed, and then according to UK softball, their next game is Saturday at four o'clock versus Georgia. Hey, we didn't get that second one in, but. How it be sometimes when we talk about baseball in the spring, April showers, canceling this one. Another shot the cards later. And the men, the I'm sorry, the baseball team is that uh, is home for LSU. Now they took two out of three from Missouri, swept Auburn. Now both of those teams are, you know, lower third of the conference, but still. Kentucky was picked last, so we can't even say they're they're beating teams they're supposed to beat because they were supposed to even lose to Missouri and Auburn. They went five and one combined against Missouri and Auburn. They played Mississippi State down there, got swept, but two of those three losses TB they lost by one run. Now you you don't get nothing for that. You still get three L's. But the state, you know, we went down to Mississippi State and went toe-to-toe with them for two games. You, you got to think for a team that was picked last in the SEC that, hey, we can, we ain't as crappy as everybody thinks. We we had a couple down years on the Mingeon, but, you know, I think we, we're on our way back and, and we're going to be more competitive. The best conference in the country, like every other SEC sport is. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were wondering how Coach Nick got that 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 extension and raise. You know, a lot of people were you know were scratching their heads like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But the Cats have delivered since then, right? As you said, they're winning games they they shouldn't, and they're being really really competitive. So, uh, what I like to see is. Uh, uh, 
for the department, athletic department, to let's show some faith in what we're seeing. You know, uh, because like everything else, everybody wants to. Uh, everybody wants to uh, kind of harp on the mistakes. Right. <laughs> then, you know, well, you know, you know, at some point, and that's the aggravating thing is you can't even have discussions, nuanced discussions, because people always want to. Well, you know, he did hire Joker Phillips, and you know, my thing to that is it always mm-hmm. made sense at the yeah. time. That was a if you've got. As good as Kentucky was doing, right? And Rich Brooks steps down, and you've got an offensive coordinator that has done X, Y, and Z. You you have to go after him. He's a Kentucky guy. And the last thing you want is for Joker Phillips to go somewhere else yeah. and be successful. Because because it's then it's well, why didn't you keep him? Right. So you have to go for but with coaching, like I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, the folks that uh, Kentucky folks that are just looking to uh, September right. when football starts, hey, you're you're missing out an awful lot uh, because I think that uh, if I remember the number correctly, eight of the eleven women's sports were ranked <laughs> this season. I mean, they're not going to be like Stanford that has won 49 right. straight Directors' Cups, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. But Kentucky should be top 15, which they have been uh, the last, uh, well, nope. get close to a decade. Time flies when you having fun and building quality programs across the board. LSU, speaking of, Kentucky just finished with Mississippi State. They host LSU in their next series um, this coming weekend. And they're five and four in the conference, which is right in the middle of the pack. Vanderbilt, of course, eight and one. Tennessee has gotten good in baseball. They're seven and two. South Carolina's always good. They're six and three. So Kentucky's fourth behind those guys. Tied with Florida at five and four in the conference. LSU ain't the typical LSU TV. They are 18 and 11 overall in LSU. Powerhouse LSU is 1 and 8 in the SEC. So they're down in the bottom of the West. So Kentucky gets them coming into Lexington for three games. You can take that series based on the way they're playing. Kentucky probably thinks they can win that series. And then the next one is against Georgia, who is also. Three and six in the conference. You know, it's a couple more winnable series to just put yourself further on up in the conference. And then you got that rematch with Louisville mixed in there somewhere. And then I think looks like Bellarmine comes to Lexington. So it's look, you don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it's setting up to be a nice season. You, you played Mississippi State. Now you got a few down teams, and then you get an old Miss or Tennessee, and look, the Cats can put a little something something together and, and be there and have a nice year a nice bounce back year for Coach Minzy yeah and, and again uh, you, you get that and you uh, you reward for, for what he's doing and, and uh, as we always say if you are competitive in the SEC you can go right. compete sure for sure you absolutely can so good stuff for the Cats and 
fun stuff for us to keep up with throughout this spring and summer. You said everybody just wants to jump and wait for when is fall football practice start? We got some fun stuff happening between now and then, and then you and I will get that NBA playoffs ramped up throughout the summer. You, you'll have a team in the mix. Uh, I will not. You know, we talked about how <laughs> my Rockets for a long time, you talk, you avoided being able to have a complete rebuild, a complete, you know, wheels come off. Well, it did happen this year. Uh, so, is what it is. There's just you no know, the same what Paul uh, Stephen Silas thought he was getting himself into when he took the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. But, hey, you just gotta gotta do the best you can and, and try to start from scratch again next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So another good show. We covered everything I I, I thought about yeah, covering. We look toward uh, baseball, Major League Baseball. And, uh, I don't pay attention to the NFL draft hype. I'm like, you know, you go get who you're going to get. You know, I, I'm not looking for – this is what kills me, the people, like the, the regular people on uh, the Internet. Well, I don't know. We need to get this right guard. Like, you don't – come on. You don't know. You don't, like, you don't, you don't know. Oh, we did this do it left tackle. Like you don't you don't know. There's no way you know what you're looking for yeah. for an offensive line. No. Stop. That's it. Super in exact science. But um, we'll see what happens with Central Niners do and we'll see who they get once they get them and we'll go from there. But we have fun, man. Another fun show. Hope your allergies get better. Hope Absolutely. Kinda of get the sniffles cleared up, get some Maybe the rain will kind of knock some of that pollen down, and which might help you breathe a little better. Maybe maybe the rain coming through is a good little thing right now. That's what that's what I'm hoping. That's Appreciate what I'm y'all hoping. listening, my man T, Uncle T Brown. We'll see everybody next week. That's right, man. Wednesday. Everybody take care now. Tell my tell my.